Dreamers and lovers, gaze directly into the sun's fiery glare. Marvel at the infinite fractal futures unfolding before you. And make sure to let your mother know if you're not going to be home for dinner. Because <sighs> it's time to talk tall to me. I mean, she worked really hard on that meatloaf. That meatloaf will not eat itself. It will not. I like turkey and meatloaf. Like just a loaf made out of turkey? Or, or in addition to the ground beef? Instead. It's... Welcome back, everyone. I am Omen Said. And I am Nick McGill. We are Feckless Momes. And this is Talk Tall to Me. A musical summer fling in which Nick and I will meet you at the same place on the boardwalk every morning, promise to write you letters every day, and definitely not give you chlamydia. (laughs) Yes, every long walk an album, every stolen kiss a song, (laughs) we will love our way through the entire canon of courtship that is the collected works of Jethro Tull. That, that took a turn. I was not expecting that one. <laughs> so, Nick, here, here we are. Here we are. First, first bonus track off a of minstrel today. It's a, special, it's a special day. Yeah. It's, a spe- it's always a special day, Nick, when we get into the bonus tracks, wouldn't you say? I, I would say that. It's also our first episode of the new year of 2021. Nick. That's exciting, right? Happy 2021. Happy, thank God, 2021. Hopefully things will get better. Well, you know, time and dates and things are are completely arbitrary. It's all relative. And have have no actual bearing on events. But it is, even with that said, it is nice to finally see the year 2020 in our rearview mirror as we speed away from it. Just the black, greasy smoke coming out of that that dumpster as we speed away. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Dumpster fire. Yeah. So, Nick, before we get into the song, do we have any tidbits? Do we have any hors d'oeuvres, any amuse-bouches? I have absolutely nothing. No tongue teasers? No tongue. Well, we we did get a new five-star review for the other Feckless Moms podcast. What? So there's that. (laughs) Sir, sensors have detected... Another star in the sky! Dear Lord, that's five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. There's another Feckless Momes podcast? Yes, surprise. Are you talking about Rigged? No, it's Random Encounters. We haven't done oh. Rigged in a long time. Boy, Omen. So <laughs> You're an embarrassment. Are, are you talking about Random Encounters? I am, yeah. That's great. Five stars. I think it's our second five-star review. Second hey. of, of two reviews. <laughs> You've doubled your number of That's reviews. right. Doubled in one night. Great job, gentlemen. A little chatty and gets off topic a bit, but solid information. I mean, that's that's any podcast, isn't it? That could be applied to, to talk tall to me. Oh, you bite your tongue. Maybe sir. they accidentally put it in random encounters and meant for it to be in talk tall to me. But you know what? It's five stars, so I don't care. Yeah. Don't <laughs> ask, ye, ask not where the stars come from. They come from the sky. <laughs> you got to work that one. You got to that's a, workshop that's a, that a little that, bit That's better. the beta test of this. Yeah. So, <laughs> Nick, what is the song that we are talking tall about today? Today, we will talk tall about Summer Day Sands. Ooh. 
I actually really like this one. I know you said that last week. And to be honest, when you when you said it, I tried to think about this song, and all I could think about is March the Mad Scientist, which is which is very different. Next week, very different. I know, but for some reason, this one did not. This one does not stick in my head like March the Mad Scientist does. Well, why don't we jog your memory? Yes, and have a listen. Yeah, I think we should, and I think we will. Nick. My goodness, what a lovely song that is. So you didn't you didn't remember that one? I I didn't remember the full context or musicality of it. I mean, I okay. knew Summer Day Sands. Sure. But it's it just it had never really really struck me until, of course, when those strings came in. I was like, oh, that's this song. Okay. Yeah. And then your and then your eyes went black mm-hmm. and you ceased you ceased to be for a few moments. I, I I melted into the atoms in between the the booth and microphone and just quivered there for a moment. <laughs> it's gonna take it's gonna take forever to get you out of there. Oh God! Last time we took took days a straw with a with a milkshake in there kept me alive. <laughs> Nick, I have a question. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious about how many times this song has been played in concert. Oh, any guesses? You know, it's a bonus track mm-hmm. suggesting that it wasn't. It wasn't deemed, you know, contentful enough to be put on the actual album. But mm-hmm. but on the other hand, it was released on the B side of one of their of one of their singles. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Was that Cold Wind to Valhalla? It's possible. It's possible. I can only look up one thing at a time, Omen. Oh, Nick. <laughs> I should I should have taken the offer from that from that spider to do podcasting with. Nope. Nope, can't do it. Eight eyes, eight arms. You could get so much done there. I know. I am curious because this is such just a lovely piece. Really is. How often it's been rolled out in all of its two minute and three second glory. Yeah, it was it was the B side of Minstrel in the Gallery, the single for Minstrel, yeah. Minstrel, okay. But I am not seeing it at all in this list. Really? Not to say it hasn't been played, but in this this compiled list, I'm not seeing it at all. I'm seeing wow. Sunshine Day three times, and I'm not seeing Summer Day's Hands at all. Wow, I hate that. <laughs> I hate everything about what you just said. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. When when we were coming up on this song, I kept thinking, haven't we done this one before? And I realized I was thinking about Look Into the Sun. Hmm, Okay. And I do think they have some similarity in terms of the sound. I listened to them back to back, and I it was almost like, you know, watching Romeo and Juliet and then watching Two Gentlemen of Verona, where you're like, yeah. oh. Yeah, I get it. Similar themes there, but yeah. this one is way better. Whoa. What? Whoa. Oh, sorry. Big big Two Gents fan over here? <laughs> no, big Look Into the Sun fan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. That's fine. So... Why don't we break it down, shall we? Break it down now. We, we shall. Okay. So we start with a lovely, fun little acoustic sting, I guess. Like, what's that little... I mean, I guess it's just part of the song, but there, there's, there's something unique in there before he gets into the actual... Yeah, in the biz, we call it an intro. An intro, just a, a quick little little noodle. A, a noodle, a quick noodle. You're, you're referring to scream, scream, 
Yeah. Yeah, that. Has a little bit of a Nick Drake feel to it, doesn't it? Hmm, yeah. Yeah, playing more with the, the individual strings as opposed to strumming. Yeah. And then we go full strum. Full, strum right in there, yeah. Da, 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 da. And that's, I think, the, the strumming is what reminds me of Look Into the Sun. Mm, yeah, I can see that. I'll, 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 I'll put a comparison in here for those two, but I think you're right, yeah. Ah, well, see, now that we've heard the comparison, you can see how <laughs> right I was. <laughs> a similar kind of rhythmic structure and even the chords are, are not not from different planets. They're both from Earth. They're neighbors, yeah. They're neighbors. Yeah. This is, this is lovely acoustic, as to be expected. It feels a little bit brighter than most of his acoustic. Yes, I agree. I don't know if it's the it's a specific guitar that he's using, if it's a specific tuning or chording, but it's, it's a lot sharper and brighter and i think i think some of it may may have to do with the fact that this is a rougher this is a a, a rougher recording than the rest of minstrel this has clearly not been been mastered or remastered or 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 whatever right in at the time of its recording at least it was certainly yeah. remastered subsequently by right Steve Peacock. No. No. Steve Wilson. Steve Wilson, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just as I suspected. <laughs> Steve Wilson, just as I suspected. You know what also I think is brighter? The content? The mood, yeah. Yeah. The kind of, the vibe, as the kids say, Nick. It certainly helps. They also say mood. The mood vibe. They don't say mood vibe, though. <laughs> they sure do that. They they say that when they check their mood vibe rings. <laughs> mm, where does that mood vibe ring go, Elman? <laughs> in in the mood hole. Oh. Oh, my. Can I, can I say mood hole on this podcast? I, I, I've been waiting two years for you to say mood hole. Okay. <laughs> it was the whole purpose of this. There are some fun things. There's at least one fun sound in this that I don't think I've ever heard. On any other Jethro Tull song, although maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Is it the the slidey guitar? Yeah, and the, it's just that one instance of it. It comes and goes here and there, but it, it certainly doesn't stay consistent throughout. It's only in like it only comes up in certain moments and then and then pulls back. It's either a steel guitar or a slide guitar, or maybe that's the same thing. I'm not sure, or maybe it's just the the little glass slidey that he's he's pulling down the neck. <laughs> Yeah, there are lots of options uh, for sliding on a guitar for making mm -hmm. that sound. Mm -hmm. I, I suspect that it's probably either Ian or Martin fooling around with an electric guitar that they already had rather than getting specifically a dobro or a steel guitar. Yeah, that makes more sense, yeah. But it sounds, it's just so beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. It's, an, it's a different... Different, like you said, it's a very different sound than what we're accustomed to, and I certainly don't remember it up to this point. And I, I would be very surprised if we hear it again going forward. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Oh, let's try this on this one song. Okay, we 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 check that off our list. We're good. Yeah, or you know, it's appropriate for this song, and it's it, 
doesn't we don't need it for anything else. Yeah, that's yeah, valid. Absolutely valid. It's not it's it's not necessarily let's try this out to then pull into the repertoire. Maybe it's just wouldn't this sound good in here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what we have also in this song? Mm, some beautiful strings. The penultimate waning moments, the sunset of these strings. Are you are you saying D is no longer with the band after this? Is not is that not correct? That is not correct. No. She's up no. there until A. Oh my bad. Yeah. <laughs> the pinnacle, the 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 noontime of D's strings. Perfect. Is yeah. What I meant to say the the high the high noon sun beating down. Cowboys dueling it out in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Someone will die. The town's not big enough <laughs> for both of these strings. <laughs> And then sat as the sea caught fire is our first instance of the strings. We sat as the sea caught fire. Awaited as the flames grew higher in And then all the way at the end when he does the when he he sings I once met a girl again, we get those I love those. Those are so fun. Yeah. I once met a girl with a light on her hands and we lied together. So fun, which and that's that's a different sound than what we've been hearing before. Before in in it, it's it's the standard D strings of of sweeping and kind sweep, of flowing. Sweep, sweep. Yeah. But these are like punctuated regular driving strings. Yeah. I mean, more what I think of, Nick, as rock and roll strings. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, much much more in the forefront. Still still in accompaniment, but but much more noticeable and in the forefront. Indeed. Yeah. We also have some lovely moments of walking the guitar from one chord to another when we have the big major to minor chord changes. Mm. Define define walking the guitar. So if you're playing one set of chords, you one way to transition to a new set is just to change the chord. That's fine. But the sort of varsity way of doing it, the way it makes you look like a cool guitar player, and it's very pleasing for the ear, is to walk the notes from the notes of the first chord to the notes of the second. And if you look at the the changeover from the verse into that first kind of chorus i guess if we can call it yeah. we watched has the sea caught fire right before that mm-hmm. you'll hear the guitar go dun, 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 and it kind of takes your ear oh. along on the journey from mm-hmm. the first set of chords to the new set it's a more gentle transition i suppose as it as to be as opposed to being abrupt and just this chord to this chord, it's it's come along with me for this journey while we get to this point. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's it's more musically adept and yep. also it has the effect of really transitioning the listener. And it's almost, you know, from a cinematic point of view, if we put on our synesthesia hats, Nick, mm-hmm. we if our delicious <laughs> synesthesia hats, <laughs> then we can sort of see the transition happening in a more dramatic way rather than sure. just like rather than it's it's less of a 
It's less of a jump cut and more of a dramatic pan. Yeah, there's more complexity to it. It's 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 not as it's not as basic. It's not as as this. It's it's not a story of of simple sentences. It's it's a it's a full on novella. It's a, it's poetic. It's poetic. Yeah, I do. I have poetic and eloquent in in my notes here. It's such an it's such an eloquent and poetic song. Yeah, it is M- musically and 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 lyrically. There's another really fun kind of change up of rhythm or I guess rhythmic detail that I really enjoy in this song. And that's in that chorus. We watched the eagle born wings clipped something shorn and we saw it rise. And then the strings and the bass and the drums Mm. go dum dum. We saw it rise. Yeah. It's so fun. They do that a couple of different times. We watched the eagle born wings flip tail feathers shorn but we saw it yeah there are some some very unique tall sounds in here that that i really really dig I am so surprised that this song hasn't been played more in concert or at least, you know, registered more. Yeah, from what we see, it's it's been been all sorts of nothing. I demand of Ian Anderson on the next tour to to solely play this song for three <laughs> concerts in a row to make up for all the times that it hasn't been played previously. When the next time you stop at my house, Ian, you need to play this song. Yeah, please. Please. Or no biscuits for you, sir. He has a soft spot for biscuits. He has a soft biscuit. Soft biscuit spot. <laughs> I've got I've got a soft biscuit spot after all this quarantining, Nick. Mm, yeah, that's uh that we all do. We all need to recover. <laughs> do we want to move into the lyrics cuz I I kind of feel like there's a lot to discuss here. Yes. Yeah, let us let us do that. O- overall, I want to cover overall like I was saying it's it's eloquent, it's poetic. Yes. But it it's got it is it is those things for a seemingly juvenile high school experience. Yeah. I so that's what I was kind of getting at. I want to I want to pull out the big file drawer of tall categories of tall categories. Oh yes. Tall song okay. categories. We've got I think four or five at this point. Four categories. or five categories? I think so. Maybe with some subcategories. Yeah, yes. So, I I my logic is telling me one thing, but my heart is telling me another thing, Nick. All right. What does your elbow tell you? My elbow tells me how soft the inside of the booth is. <laughs> okay. Valuable. I'm keeping that in. Okay. What does your logic tell you? <laughs> my logic says that because this is on this album and mm-hmm. because we know all the stuff emotionally that Ian was going through with his divorce mm-hmm. from Jenny Franks, mm-hmm. that this is a fond memory of Jenny Franks' songs oh. from a pleasant morning song. Sure. Yeah, this was this was written in 75. But my heart is telling me something else, Nick. Okay. My heart is telling me that this is a fond memories of Blackpool song. I mean, it definitely feels like a Blackpool song, doesn't it? Does it not? It's it's that's where I would put it immediately without any other context, without any other chronological information. This is a Blackpool song. Then it's official. We are saying goodbye to Logic for the rest of the episode. Thank you so much. (laughs) How'd that get in here? 
And now we're taking the 1045 to Blackpool. Yeah, I'll see you in probably 16 hours, something like that, roughly. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, it's, there's a fondness here. There's a nostalgia here. There's the summer. There's the beach. And innocence as well. Yeah. Yeah. A naivete almost. Yes. Which is every time we've seen any song referencing Blackpool, that really fits into that subcategory of autobiographical. Yeah. Autobiographical, comma, Blackpool. Auto Blackpoolian. Auto Black Blackpoolographical. Poolographical. <laughs> Auto Blackpoolographical. Auto Poolajackal. No. Ooh. Yeah. That went too far, I'm sorry. You can almost taste his mom's jam sarnies in this song. Yes. I've I've ordered them for Christmas. I can't wait. <laughs> Very expensive. <laughs> so let's, let's get into them. I once met a girl with the life in her hands, and we lay together on the summer day sands. I once met a girl with a life in her hands, and we lay together on the summer day sands. <sighs> it almost feels like, almost feels like a little bit. Who was that depressing author from the 1800s, The American Who Died of Consumption, Nick? The one that we all like. Edgar Allan Poe. It almost feels like the innocent stuff of Edgar Allan Poe. Annabelle Lee. You know, the opening bits of Annabelle Lee, no? I, I don't like Poe, so I don't know much Poe. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm he, a... He's just a Poe boy. <laughs> he has no family. For being an English major, I am a staunch, staunch believer in just because it's old doesn't make it classic and doesn't mean we have to sit through it. You are the exact opposite, Mr. I'm going to read every Jules Verne and read Marcus Aurelius. Yes, not all of Marcus, <laughs> no, not all of Jules Verne is good. Yes, correct. Fact. But it is all old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so then we move on. I gave her my raincoat and told Lady Be Good. And we made truth together where no one else would. I gave her my raincoat, so the lady be good. And we made truth together where no one else would. Some interesting imagery here. Speaking of old mm -hmm. stuff, mm -hmm. there's there's a sense of of gallantry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The giving of the raincoat. Also, the raincoat makes me think that it's Blackpool because it's England and it rains. <laughs> yeah. And But I'm curious about this line, and we made truth together. What do you reckon? It is those, that first, like, 36 hours of when you meet someone and you stay up mm. until 5 in the morning, you watch the sunrise, and you've been talking the whole time, and you click, and you connect, and you're just blatantly and brutally honest with one another. You feel like you've never shared these things yeah. with anyone else, and you feel like you're connecting on a deeper level than, than you thought possible. Yeah, and it's so intimate that it is the, the intellectual, the emotional equivalent of making love together. It's making truth together. I like that, Nick. This, this song very much smacks of our, our halcyon days at the fair to me. Yeah, me too. When our hearts and our eyes and our minds would be would gravitate to anything that looked at us. Yes, yes. Our <laughs> hearts were bigger than our mouths. If I can mangle a metaphor. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's 
Our hearts were bigger than our brains as well. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. I smiled through her fingers and ran the dust through her hands, the hourglass of reason on the summer day sands. I smiled through her fingers and ran the dust through her hands, the hourglass of reason on the summer day sands. Contact, exploring one another, exploring your 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 physicality. I'm gonna run my fingers over your fingers, run the the sand through your hand. The, it falling through your fingers looks like an hourglass. Well, also, you know the i the idea of an hourglass is that it's you turn it over and it's and it eventually runs out. It's, it's finite, so, yeah. Right, so that there is a finite amount of reason here, and it's quickly being expended. Mm-hmm. I, I quite like. Yeah, eventually you do have to come back to reality, especially mm. if this is what it seems to be some sort of a summer fling. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have, as as you pointed out, that maybe they've been sitting up all night and then we mm. have that lovely walk down of the guitar. Mm-hmm. We sat as the sea caught fire. Now, I reckon that is not an allusion to the polluted waters of Blackpool catching actual fire, but probably more likely the sunrise. Yes. Yeah, I would say so. I waited. And we know it's the sunrise because it's I waited as the flames grew higher. But are those not also, Nick, the flames of desire and passion? In her eyes, in her eyes, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So maybe he's also, maybe the, the singer is also thinking, oh, maybe things are shifting. Maybe maybe it's finally going to be my day. Oh, you know what? what? I take it back. In In two verses, we've got the 10 o'clock curfew. So this must be the sunset. But is it not possible that it could be, like you said, a 24-hour period? That's true. That's true. The sun rises, and then we watch the eagle-born wings clipped tail feathers shorn. And then, then came the 10 o'clock curfew. This, these two verses are, are my favorites in this. I love the feel because this smacks the most true. <laughs> Wait, I, yes, I, I love those as well. I want to go back to the eagle, though, for a Oh, second. okay. Okay, sorry. Why did they watch an eagle? They're they're laying on their backs, looking up into the air. Yes, but why an eagle, not a seagull? Oh, that I I I don't know. I mean, is the is the eagle common around the Blackpool beach, or is is there imagery there that you're, you're getting at? I mean, it's it's more majestic. It's more beautiful. My my metaphor tendrils are tingling, Nick. <laughs> is that what that is? Yes, yes, that's what I've been told. That is. <laughs> you need to see a different doctor. <laughs> Get a second opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone to see a doctor of philosophy. <laughs> so, the, I mean, the eagle represents something culturally, sort of cross-culturally. The eagle is the the pinnacle of, of human desire, of human achievement, of, mm. you know, mastery of an element. Freedom it is also, too. Freedom. Yeah. Eating trash. Yeah, that's that's kind of my favorite thing about the eagle is it's so revered, but it's just a carrion bird. Like, well, that's that's the bald eagle. I've seen bald eagles eating (laughs) eating carcasses. (laughs) But 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 in any case, it is this sort of the symbol of power and and ultimate expression of 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 a natural element. Mm. And so, the fact that we see this eagle whose wings are clipped and tail feathers are shorn, meaning that's what you do to a bird when you don't want it to be able to fly. Right, so it's a, 
not tamed per se, but it is a kept bird. And yet we saw him rise. Yeah. So I, I think there's something quite interesting there. We've often, or rather I've often remarked that Ian sometimes expresses his view of himself as as something that that is broken almost. Mm-hmm. You know, there's imagery of this before. I can't think of any of it the time being, but I I know we've talked about it that, you know, that there's this sort of inability to do the thing that everyone else does or to... Yeah, it, it walks this fine line between woe is me, I'm a broken toy, and self-deprecation of like, oh, I, ca- I can't do anything. Leave me alone. And yet here we see that turned on its head. Yeah, yeah. To say, and, and yet, and yet it rises. It has overcome adversity. It It has... For all intents and purposes, it, it should have been it should have been completely grounded, and yet it has gone against what the actions of others working against it to to actually get into the air, to rise, to ride the thermals on the beach. You know what it reminds me of, Nick? A little bit, that line. I, I don't. I don't. Oh. <laughs> it reminds me of the saddest song in the world, Ne me quitte pas, by by Jacques Brel. And in one of the verses, he sings, On a vu souvent réagir le feu de l'ancienne volcan quand croyant trop vieux. On a vu souvent rejaillir le feu de l'ancien volcan quand croyait trop vieux. We have often seen resurge the fire in an ancient volcano, which we believed too old. For those of you playing at home, this is the third time Omen has referenced this song <laughs> in two years. I can hear you. <laughs> it's a very good song. Everyone have a <laughs> it's, listen it's to beautiful. it and have a good cry. It's beautiful and very, very lovely. I fully acknowledge that. I do. But it, but it's sort of that it's that, that poetic thing of like, okay, this thing that shouldn't happen, it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now that we've talked about the eagle, we can we can go on to your favorite bits. <laughs> Came the 10 o'clock curfew, she said. I must start my car. I'm staying with someone I met last night in a bar. Came the 10 o'clock curfew, she said. I must start my car. I'm staying with someone I met last night in a bar. Which tells us this was not 24 hours because she met them in the bar last night. Unless it's a mix-up of, like, how much time has actually passed. Right, Nick. Didn't we, didn't we agree earlier to we abandon did. logic? Did. You're right. You're right. I apologize. <laughs> Get out of the booth. Get out. The clock of the heart is woefully inaccurate. <laughs> I, I sprayed for, for logic, and I'll have to spray <laughs> again. Okay. The following, I called from my wave top. At least tell me your name. She smiled from her wheel spin and said, It's all the same. I call from my way top, at least tell me your name. She smiled from her wheel spin and said, It's all the same. It's 
So, Nick, shall we remove the sharp knife from our chests and talk about this, this series? Now, why did you say it feels true? You, you never remove... If you want to survive, you don't remove the knife. It keeps the blood in. Oh, let me put that back in. If you if you take it that you take <laughs> it out, that's when you kill someone. Oh, look, take it out, you say? Oh, oh no. no. Oh, I'm dizzy and tired. I'm going to lay down. <laughs> so, why, why did you say that this rings true for you? It is... And 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 maybe I am projecting just a small amount. It is very much the the protagonist, the the narrator in here, the the main character is seems to have fallen a little harder than than she has and mm. and wants to to take the next step. And and it, at this point in the quote unquote relationship, the next step is what's your name? <laughs> it's that simple. And she's like, oh. You know, it's it's a summer fling. It doesn't even matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. As she as she drives away, and he's he's left left standing with no pants on in the breeze and on top of the dune, and and all the 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 tourists are looking at him. Yeah. Well, and she she even it implies you know the image is set up that she spins her wheels, and I sort of like to imagine a backwards spray of sand hitting <laughs> in her face, and he just stands there and just takes it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe not everyone saw the eagle, Nick. Yeah, or maybe she just saw a trash bird and he saw an eagle. He was eagle. like, it's an eagle. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's the eagle of my He's heart. Just silently I can, weeping. I can relate to this very hard, uh, Nick, as a teen. Yeah, yeah. We lived our lives of whimsy and naivete. Yeah. And boy, did we pay for it. <laughs> well, and I think there's also a thing of like, you know, when you're 17, you are... Uh, when when we were 17, uh-huh. we were pursuing and falling for young women who were 17 as well, 16, 17, 18 maybe. But those – most of those women were going after guys who were in their 20s. Yeah. You know, there's this – there's the sort of natural development of, of, the, of the sexes there that that is – that is unequal in that mm-hmm. respect. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it totally rings as true as well that she's like, oh, yeah, I met this guy in a bar. He's really great. I'm going to go stay with him. Yeah. And you're like, uh, I've, I've, I've never been to a bar. I can't get into it. Also, <laughs> I can't drive. <laughs> Wait, you're my ride home. <laughs> <laughs> I, want to, I want to look at the word curfew. Okay. And the implication of a, of a curfew. So that, you know, again, that puts us into this sort of young, young place. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Also, would you like to know the etymology of the word curfew? Oh, cur. The it's I'm guessing cur is the same prefix of like curtail to oh, to maybe. hamper or to stop. Curfew? I don't know. What's the what is it? It comes from speaking of French, two words couvre feu to cover a fire. Oh, oh, so it's I I'm I'm guessing it's not curtail. No, we'd have to look up the etymology of curtail, but apparently it was, it was initially, the concept was initially put into place by William the Conqueror. Oh, mm-hmm. saying that all lights and fires should be covered at the mm-hmm. ringing of an eight o'clock bell to prevent the spread of destructive fire within communities and timber buildings. Wow, huh? It's lights out. Lights out. Literally lights out. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I like that. So it's not so much you have to be home because you need to be home. It's, well, all the lights are going to be out, so you better be home if you want to be able to get home. 
Right, in a time when when there there weren't flashlights or or headlights or anything else. Now, was Ian Anderson thinking of the etymology of couvre-feu at the time of the writing of this song? Nick, I like to think so. I, I certainly hope so. I like to think that the sand was couvering the feu of his heart. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably why she, she left him. She, she spun the wheels so hard. Mm-hmm. I thought for a minute... Jumped back on dry land, left one set of footprints on the summer day sands. I thought for a minute, jumped back on dry land, left one set of footprints on the summer day sands. So he was in the water, called from the wave top. He was in the water. He was riding the wave like Poseidon on a dolphin. The, the wave of emotion, the physical wave of water. He was, right. he was from my wave top. He was cresting. He was up there. And then. And she was, she was out of it. She was gone. And then splish, splash, splish, splash. Yeah. Splish, splash. Jumped back on dry land. Mm-hmm. Now, left one set of footprints. Nick, I like to think of this as a, as a, pol- as a possible, unlikely, but perhaps alternate explanation of this song, or, or, at, least, or at least some perspective on it. Go on. There was only one foot set of footprints. Was she ever really there? Oh, nice. Or was she there but not there there, you know? If Very he looks nice. back on the, like what you said, the quote-unquote relationship, he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was only ever one person in this, in this experience, and it was me. Walking in this sand, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that kind of extra embedded meaning under there that that you really got to kind of wheedle away at. That's nice. Yeah, I do like that. And I think that that, that there's a further kind of support of that in the fi- in the final lines. I once met a girl with a life in her hands and we <laughs> lied together. <laughs> I once met a And we lied together as opposed to we lay together up in that, right. that first version. Meaning we lied to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe Ian or Ian in this, in, in this Ian. instance, fictional Ian is the only one who really ever lied to himself. I don't know. I lied to myself a lot. <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh, of the, the two people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm okay. lying to myself right now. Or I... am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I. I think so. Or, but then, but then there's the question. If, let's say for a moment that there really was a girl, mm-hmm. you know, that there really were two people here, what was she lying to herself about? Maybe, what if we flipped the coin? Oh. Was, was there an experience for her as well? Maybe if I'm just totally spitting at the wall, Nick. Nope, I'm throwing pasta at the wall, Nick. I'm spitting into the wind. Both unhygienic. Yes. All of them. You know, let's say that she did, let's say that she did meet someone at, at the bar that she's staying with, and then she spent a couple hours on the Blackpool beach with this nice young, awkward Scotsman. Mm-hmm. Maybe what was she fantasizing about? Was she thinking to herself, oh, if only I could actually get with a guy who is a gentleman, even though he's nerdy and 17. Mm-hmm. But alas, that's, my life does not permit for that because he can't even drive. I don't... 
I don't see her as, it's not saying that they lied to themselves. She could be lying to him too. They could both be lying to him. Yeah, but it sounds like, but they lied together. So it makes it sound like a shared lie. Yeah. Like they both lied to themselves about the possibility of this being a real thing and, and, and basked in the warm pleasantness of the sun and the sand in that moment. As, as long as it could last. They, need, they both needed something and they both sipped from the cup of fantasy and that was a needed thing for both of them and it just in the end all we hear is how it ended for him yeah and i think i feel like she went back to reality as well oh she yeah she definitely did i don't know i don't i don't think she ever left it you don't think she ever left i my interpretation is that she i don't think she ever really left reality she was there for the she was there for the moment. She was present for the moment, but she she never got swept away in the fantasy. That's how that's how I interpret this. Well, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. If you have any information on the girl spoken about in the song, please go to Blackpool Summer Day Sands Mystery Girl dot com slash dot UK and type in your response. <laughs> slash dot UK. Yeah. I don't know how the internet works over there. No. Do you? No, who knows? Who knows? They use, yeah. pa- they use pounds and UKs. What? <laughs> well, Nick, is there anything else that we want to say about Summer Day Sands? No, I'm, I think we, we, I feel like it's been a while since we really did a nitty gritty deep dive into a song like this. I like it. I like it. I yeah. missed it. I missed it too, Nick. And ha- happy 2021. Oh, happy 2021. Can't wait to spend my days on the Summer Day Sands with you. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Don't worry. It, it can be cured by a, Quick round of antibiotics. On so, dear listeners, if you want to give yourselves over to the fantasy of love for a moment, you can do so by giving us five stars and a good review and imagining that we will stay with you forever. Give us, give us the tools to soar high despite our wings being clipped and our tail feathers shorn. Exactly. We will soar among the five stars that you put in the sky like the eagles that we are. <laughs> Until next week, I am... Oh... Oh, wait a minute. I I had something. I'll give you a minute to think about it. Omen, next week we have the wrap-up of Minstrel in the Gallery. Minstrel, we barely knew ye. It seems so short. It was a quick one, right? Yeah. We're combining the last two bonus tracks because one of them is instrumental. So we'll we'll, we'll combine the two. We've got Pan Dance, the instrumental, and March the Mad Scientist. Yes. Both very exciting. Very, very exciting. And so that will be our final episode of Minstrel. That's right. That's right. Until next week, I am blissfully unaware, Nick McGill. I am soaring high above, as Omen said. We are innocent and naive and sweet and puppy dogs as feckless moms. And this is... The crushing reality that is <laughs> talk tell to me. <laughs> oh god.
Hey, hey, boys, what's going on? Hey, Danny. Hey. Yeah. Oh, man, I had the greatest summer. You guys wouldn't even believe it, you bunch of losers. I met this girl. Oh, yo, she was so... Oh! Yeah, she was so hot. We totally went all the way. No, no, you didn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, uh, you know, she's, like, totally in love with me. Yeah, oh, oh, hey. Hey, who, look at that. Who's that girl? Huh? Oh, oh, my, oh, my God. Sandy? Oh, hi, Danny. It was so nice of you to be so sweet to me this summer. I loved your sweet letters in which you said, Talk Tall to Me is a proud member of the Feckless Momes Audio Network. Oh, he did not. Oh, oh busted. busted. Egg on your uh, face. 